Welcome to Your Life Choices, Australia's leading online resource for the over 60s. And today we're very happy to welcome back a good friend of ours, Ian Henschke, the Chief Advocate for National Seniors Australia. And if you're not a member, then you should be. I've signed up, nationalseniors.com.au. Welcome, Ian. Hello, John, and thank you very much for becoming a member. It's wonderful because the more members we have, the more voice we've got in Canberra. And uh, I also urge people on their own uh, to contact members of parliament in the federal sphere and state and even local government and say what you want because we do need to look after older Australians and make sure that uh, they are getting the policies that they need. Absolutely. The last time we spoke, Mm -hmm. you were trying to advocate for our seniors being able to work more and not get clobbered in their pension. Mm. And I saw a recent story uh, on the news about how desperate uh, folks were to try and get people to work for them. As we know, there's a shortage of workers. Mm. I'm wondering how far down the track are we as far as being able to alleviate the problem of needing staff and seniors wanting to work but not um, getting, uh, you know, it's like the old days of when I don't want to work overtime because the government takes it all. Yeah. Well, look, it's moved some way, and I'm very pleased to announce that during the Jobs and Skills Summit, we had Professor John McCallum, our CEO and head of research there. I went down to that as well. The week before, I went to another summit, which was a a round table, they called it, and it was looking at barriers to employment. So the two of us went down there to Canberra, and we spoke to the relevant ministers and said, You have to change the policy because we simply have got this huge number of job vacancies. Now, I'll give you an idea. This time last year, at the end of 2021, there were 390,000 job vacancies. The most recent figures that I saw said there are 470,000 job vacancies. So that's 80,000 extra job vacancies in that time. It's the lowest unemployment in half a century. I saw the other day a bit over 3%. Everywhere you go, you see signs, people saying, we want workers, we need workers in every area. It doesn't matter whether you're talking about health or whether you're talking about uh, hospitality, tourism, retail. Mm. Uh, I, I met a fellow the other day who said they're looking for truck drivers, bus drivers. We've got, we've, got, we've got across the whole economy. So what happened after this Jobs and Skills Summit Mr. Albanese made an announcement saying that he was going to increase the work bonus by $4,000. Now, this is not exactly what we're asking for, but I'll explain it to everyone who's out there who's listening. At the moment, if you are under what they call the income test for the pension, in other words, they're assessing you on the basis of your income and you don't have many assets, you will be able to work almost up to $17,000 without having your pension affected. Oh. Now, that's quite a big, that's quite a big improvement. And, and, and so what I'm saying to people out there at the moment is, look, if you see a job or you want a job, go for it because it's the best time ever now to do it because the government has given this extra amount that you can earn. So, look, we, I think I told you last time, John, that we have a very complicated social security system. If you actually look at some other countries, very simple, easy to understand. Well, you, you go from everything from some countries that say, we've got nothing. <laughs> you work till you die, because you get nothing yeah. from the government uh, to someone like ourselves, I guess. Well, look, look the New Zealand system's the simplest and easiest to understand. They simply give 
everyone a pension, regardless of assets or income. You get a pension. The pension is taxed, and if you work, you can work as much as you want. You just pay income tax. So in New Zealand, people between the age of 65 and 70, almost every second person stays in the workforce, and they probably work you know, less hours. Some work full-time, some work three days, some work two days, but around 45% of New Zealanders are still in the workforce between 65 and 70. Oh, that wonderful talent still in the in the pool. It's sensational. And their brain's getting used. It's wonderful. Yeah. Whereas here in Australia, we've had this system where once you apply for the pension, then the government has said, well, all right, well, if you've applied for the pension, you really shouldn't be working. And if you do work, then we're going to take 50 cents in the dollar off that pension for every dollar that you earn above a certain amount. So this is where you have to almost get a calculator out and work out the cost benefit. And this was what makes it complex. But Mr. Albanese announced this $4,000, what he called income credit that you can add to the work bonus. The work bonus is 7800 The income credit is 4000 So you're up to 11800 And then you're entitled to another 190 a fortnight for income that is other than work. So in other words... You know, if you haven't got any shares or superannuation, you've got this other 190, which brings it up basically 190 a fortnight. Anyway, you add all the figures up, it comes to just about 17,000 if you haven't got any other uh, assets. Now, you are able to then earn that until the end of this year uh, coming. In other words, till the end of 2023, you can earn that amount of money. Uh, so I say to people, you know, especially over Christmas and this New Year period mm. uh, into the new year, go out and get a job. If there's someone that you've met and they say, look, we really need someone to help us. I mean, I, I met a fellow this morning who told me that he's been asked to be the human resources manager for a company. And I said, oh, have you had experience in that area? He said, well, I'm I'm pretty good with people. And they, and the, the, they said they're desperate and they're they wanted someone and he's, he's going to take the job on. And then there are other people that I've met recently who have gone back into the workforce because of cost of living. Yeah. Because you see, we're now seeing Australia with uh, what they call runaway inflation. Now, the figures the other day I saw were well over 7%. So you'll find that a lot of people are suddenly saying, all right, I am going to have to go back into the workforce. We did a survey of National Seniors members at the beginning of 2022 and 20% of them, 19.8% said that they were intending to go back into work and of that group, 60% said the main reason they were going back was because they needed the money. Yeah. So I think you'll find that if the government did actually do what we're asking them to do, bring in a simplified system like the New Zealand one, you would get many more people back into the workforce. And those numbers are quite extraordinary because there are 4.2 million Australians over the age of 65. Now, if you have 20% of them working, one in five, that's more than 800,000 people that would be in the workforce. So I, I think we've got to recognize that we live in a different world now, a very different world where not just Australia, but every country in the world just about has got a worker problem. In other words, a worker shortage. Sure. Like uh, Qatar, you know, they were talking about the fact that they're holding the World Cup uh, in soccer. They have thousands of people come in from overseas to supply the workforce. If you look at uh, Australia, we've, got, we, we've relied on people coming from overseas. But that 
source of labour is drying up because the countries they're coming from, they need their own workers. England is short of workers. America's short of workers. So you can't say, oh, we're going to get all these people coming in from other countries that are going to help fill our vacancies. So I think there's a, there's a move afoot, I think, very strong one, to actually recognise that older people are an asset that has not been utilised. And in fact, during the Jobs and Skills Summit, there was a wonderful spokesperson who stood up at the very beginning and gave the keynote speech. And her name was Danielle Wood. And she was talking about women in particular. And she said, if women were a natural resource like a mine full of iron ore, the government would be bending over backwards to, <laughs> to, you know, to, to work out how they could use it. And she was talking about the need for more childcare workers and better childcare policies so that women can live to their full potential and work to their full potential. I'm saying we need to think about older Australians in the same manner as Danielle Wood from the Grattan Institute was talking about women. And we did actually have some discussions with her and she recognises that older women in particular are doing a lot of the caring work in Australia. Now, when I say caring work, that is childcare, home care, disability care, health care, age care. If you look at those industries, more than 85% of the workers are women, and many of them are older women, and the workforce is older. So if we change this policy and allow people to work when they get to pension age and say, all right, want to keep working, we are going to see a big change in Australia. And that change is going to bring with it a whole range of other beneficial things. Now, now the reason I say this is because I had someone contact me from one of the TV stations the other day, and they said, Oh, you know, there's a new study that says that if you walk 5,000 steps a day, you're less likely to, uh, you know, have, have falls, you know, you're going to live a better life and all this. I thought, well, when you work, have you said many steps you, 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 yeah. you know, a lot of people do? I mean, yeah. you, I mean someone working in, in a lot of the jobs these days, you know, if you're, if you're in retail, for example, and yeah. you're walking around a store or whatever and you're doing things, you're working thousands of steps. If you're working in a hospital, you're walking thousands of steps. If you're working in a, a, a hotel or a, a hospitality business, you're walking thousands of steps. But the other thing is when you work, you're connected to other people. And, Ian, I would venture to say, sir, that uh, we seniors would prefer mm. to be interacting and not doing what a lot of them are doing now, and that is wanting to work from home. I would be, I'm more than happy to go out. And I think that you would find that uh, a National Seniors Survey would uh, show, dare I say, uh, that, that, that seniors would be more anxious to actually interact with the public um, than, than a lot of the younger people who want to just work from home or you know, would prefer to work from home. Well, yes, and look, because we've now seen the fourth level of vaccination come out, I met a gentleman yesterday and he had his fourth vax and at one stage he was working from home and he went back into the office, an older gentleman. Uh, he got COVID, but he said he recovered very quickly. So there was a fear there for a while with a lot of older Australians. You know, if they went out, they were putting their lives at risk. Yeah. But if you've had your four shots, I've had my fourth vaccination, um, and I'm, I, I still wear a mask when I go on a plane, uh, and I still wear a mask when I'm, you know, in crowded areas. But uh, if I'm out, out and about now, I, I feel much more confident. So I think we're sort of 
you know, if you're thinking about where we were even two years yeah, ago, true. where we are today, our society's changing a lot. But getting back to this point of uh, this job vacancy that we're looking at, I mean, these numbers are huge. 470,000 job vacancies in Australia. And by the way, that doesn't take into account agricultural jobs, which are not included in those Australian Bureau of Statistics figures. So you're probably looking at close to 500,000 jobs across the country that are, that are job vacancies. Ian, what can our members of Your Life Choices do to assist National Seniors Australia in, uh, in lobbying Canberra to change this? Uh, I think the most important thing to do is to talk to your local politician in your own area because your, your, your local MP is your first port of call. Uh, try and get a meeting with them if you can, because the, we're, with the elections over, so they're now they're now settled into their offices, and you just say to them, "I want you to change this policy, and even if you only do it for the next three years or four years, while we've got this job vacancy situation, and review it at the end of each year, and actually say, let the pensioners work." let them go out and get the jobs and and then simply pay the income tax. Now, I'll tell you something that I've, I, I, I forgot to tell you this, but we got we got so fixated on this, if you want to say this, that I said we've got to get an economic modelling study done. So we went to Deloitte's. Now, that's like the Rolls-Royce. You know, in the, in the jet plane, they put Rolls-Royce engines in. Well, there's this, this, this company, Deloitte, worldwide. Yeah, of course. So we said to them, can you look at our policy and put it down on paper so we can have a sort of roadworthy certificate that we can take to government and say, look, this policy works. Now, Deloitte, you, can, you can't force them to do anything. They, they deal only with the facts and the data. Mm-hmm. So they did the economic modelling and they discovered that on income tax alone – the government of Australia, the federal government of Australia, on income tax alone, would be making money on this policy if they got 8% of pensioners working in Australia. 8%. So 92% of pensioners cannot work, and 8% do, and they make money on the policy. Duh. Now, now, now in, in New Zealand, as I said, 25% of pensioners work. In Australia, we have 3% of pensioners work. So if you send a signal to the community, we need you, like that old you know, recruiting ad, yeah. your country needs you. Yes. If we start putting ads in the paper, the government could say, we have changed our policy to let pensioners work. We would like you to work to help break this dreadful position that we've got at the moment of job vacancies. And you can work and you'll simply pay income tax on your earnings. If the government went out and did that, you would find that you would solve some of the large component of this problem we've got at the moment. The pensioners would have money in their pockets, which they would spend. The government would make money from income tax and the system would work. We have to get Jim Chalmers, the treasurer of Australia, to actually put this into practice. And we need Brendan O'Connor. You've got uh, Tony Burke, the employment minister. And you've got Mr. Albanese, the Prime Minister. You've got Amanda Richworth, the Social Security Minister. So all of these ministers have to get together and put this policy into practice. Uh, I'm based in South Australia. Amanda Richworth is a South Australian, so I can, I can, and I have been, you know, pointing out to her. I had a very productive meeting with Brendan O'Connor recently, and I said to Mr. O'Connor, the one area where you 
desperately need people. And this is really interesting because I find numbers fascinating. You know, in the most recent Australian Bureau of Statistics data, there was a slight drop in the number of job vacancies by about just under 10,000. Now, they account for that because there are more people coming back from overseas. You know, the overseas students have come back in and they've, they've actually taken up some of that. But in the area of the caring industries that I was talking about, childcare, aged care, disability care, health care, the number of job vacancies went from 68,000 to 74,000. So more than a 10% increase in that area. And that's because women are wanting to work, so we need more childcare workers. People want home care rather than going into aged care, so we need more home care workers. Uh, you've got our hospital system with more problems because you've obviously got more people and you've got people that are leaving the workforce when they get to retirement age. So you've got all these factors at play. The, the thing also is that uh, it's wonderful for the mental health for our seniors to do all that. I, I think there should be a poster with you, like that old, uh, you know, <laughs> the, your country needs you. There should be a poster yeah. of Ian Henschke pointing and saying, National Seniors you, we need you. Mate, uh, we've got to go, but nationalseniors.com.au is the place I've signed up. Recommend that all of our Your Life Choices members go and have a look. You will find a very comfortable place there to, to talk. And look, and you'll, you'll see a lot of information. And, uh, John, there are lots of things on there. There's a concessions calculator. People can find out about what concessions they're eligible for. But remember, also, everyone out there who wants this policy changed, they need to contact their local MP and you can always just write a letter and you just put Mr Albanese, Prime Minister of Australia, Parliament uh, Canberra and we'll get to him. Or you can, if you're on the internet, you look up these politicians. You've got Mr Albanese, you've got Mr Chalmers, the Treasurer. I think they're the two that you should write to and just say we want to see a policy where a pensioner can work and pay income tax and get rid of all these other fiddly bits like a bonus <laughs> and a... You know, and all the, all, the thing is, John, the world would be a better place and we would have less ageism, we'd have a better economy, uh, that would give us more taxes, that would help to fix some of the problems we've got. And we've got a trillion dollar deficit at the moment, or almost that, so let's let people work and pay tax. Let's just do that and don't have this system of snakes and ladders and bonuses and all the rest of it. Just let them work and pay tax. Ian Henschke, you're a wonderful man and uh, we support you all the way and more power to nationalseniors.com.au. Lovely. Well, I hope you found that interesting and uh, certainly it was a lot of food for thought. And Your Life Choices, it's Australia's longest established and most trusted digital destination for the over 50s. Hello, that's me and it's probably you. It's uh, always, uh, always free to become a member, so if you know someone you believe could benefit from Australia's largest online resource for seniors, then why not suggest that they head to the Your Life Choices website and become a member. I'm your host, John Deeks, and on behalf of Ian and all the team here, be well, be happy, and we'll see you next time.